you know, I always tell my clients, marketing is not a dirty word. Like it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to reach people with the message that you've been given to steward, but it can feel overwhelming. It can feel daunting. And sometimes it can feel like you're not really getting the results you want or hope for, right? Uh, So for me, it was just an easy transition of listening to where I was being placed in people's lives and what gifts I had that I could pour into them. Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Katie Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Are you one of the Christian authors that you would like to publish your book, but you don't know where to get started? Well, today I have invited one of the best experts in this field. Before I introduce her, I want to know what we talk about today. You know, we talk about what are some common challenges for self-published authors. We also talk about the three to five key components when it comes to promoting our books. And what's the most effective process, not just publish a book, but also promote the book. Now, Lindsay Hertz is the owner, the marketing consultant and book launch strategist at Hertz Agency. It's a boutique marketing firm for authors dedicated to creating strategic marketing campaigns that help words transform lives. A background in corporate and digital marketing and project management. Also, her graduate degree in business and project management and her marketing campaign book launch work with hundreds of best-selling authors, speakers, consultants, and publishers provide the strong backbone for the skills and experience she brings to the table. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. You know, we are kind of buddy-buddy. Uh, together for a while. Uh, in my teams, you are the brand, uh, program and we both are certified, um, you know, coaching consultants there. And I, I got to know you and, you know, I will wish I, I knew you like many <laughs> years ago when I launched Aww. my first book. <laughs> I feel I was so alone on like on that journey of my, you know, launching the book and produce and launch a book and whole nine yard stuff. But first of all, I want to, you know, say welcome to the show. And can you share with us a little bit about how did you arrive today, become such an expert in this, um, in, in the book launch? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I went to college for business and communications degree and wound up working at a Fortune 500 company um, out of college until about 2007. And what I did there um, evolved into marketing, communications, and project management. So the foundation of marketing was something that was kind of ingrained in me already through my corporate career, which really served me well when I made the transition to entrepreneurship. Um, in 2007, we were experiencing uh, just a lot of life circumstances um, that really served as a pivot point for me. I knew that a lot of things needed to change uh, professionally and personally. So I left work, um, spent a few years raising my kiddos who at the time were very young. 
Um, and eventually I just experienced what I would call a series of divine moments and relationships that slowly revealed to me what I needed to do with my future, with my business. Um, so it was just, it was really fascinating to me because I started writing during that time period. It was something I had done as a child and I renewed that interest and that passion when I was going through a lot of therapy during this time period. And I really felt like being connected with the written word um, and connecting with authors was something that was personally fulfilling to me. And through my relationships with authors, I started realizing that not a lot of them like marketing. <laughs> you know, and it's not, it's not that marketing, um, you know, I always tell my clients, marketing is not a dirty word. Like it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to reach people with the message that you've been given to steward. But it can feel overwhelming. It can feel daunting. And sometimes it can feel like you're not really getting the results you want or hope for, right? Uh, so for me, it was just an easy transition of listening to where I was being placed in people's lives and what gifts I had that I could pour into them. So to sum it up, the business started because I really just started helping my friends on their marketing journey as a favor. And the more I heard we really don't like marketing. This is, this is amazing. This makes sense to you. And you make it so clear. Um, it took me a while to receive that. I'm not really great about <laughs> receiving compliments. I don't know about you. Um, but I really started to realize, gosh, there, there's something here. And th the defining moment of starting the business was when I connected with an author online who was looking for an assistant. And she was more looking for a research assistant, but I, we worked on the book together and the book turned out to be uh, the author's Jenny Allen. The book is called Restless Because You Were Made for More. And the book is about taking your gifts, your God-given gifts, your testimony, your past, your present, and figuring out how you can impact God's kingdom for the future. So for me, it was really aligning myself with, I have this gift that these authors need. And words in general have been transformative in my own personal, professional, and faith life. So why not marry all of that together? So I started a business, not knowing what I was doing, but I started a business. And nine, 10 years later, um, it's been very fruitful professionally, emotionally, and spiritually for myself. And I hope for my clients and their readers. Yeah, you know, uh, when, you talk, when you just mentioned about the book name, and it's almost like you just got exactly knew what you need, right? <laughs> Not exactly. just for the business, but business standing point, but just exactly what you needed that moment. Yes. So, you know, uh, I have a lot of audience and clients, right? Uh, I love what you just talk about. Marketing is not a dirty word. And mm -hmm. it just, when you come to the book launch, it's mm -hmm. really just to uh, become a better steward to steward that message, how we can multiply that yes. message out there, right? Remember yes. that three, three servants story, right? In the end, what is the faithfulness? It's the one multiply the most. So um, let me ask you though, what, what do you see in, I mean, in these nine, 10 years, I, I, I know that you have helped so many authors. So <laughs> what would you say, what are some common mistakes when you come to the, especially the self-published authors they make? 
Yeah, so I wouldn't necessarily call them mistakes. I like to frame this into uh, learning opportunities or opportunities for growth. Um, and really, I think the common obstacles I see for authors that lead to what the culture would tell you are a feeling of failure or mistake is actually back to mindset and fear of rejection, right? So one of the first things that we do with clients is really walk through reframing what their idea of success is, right? Um, number one, because I'm a, a person of faith and whether my clients are or not, I always ask them, why did you write the book? Like, what is the driving passion behind this book? Um, and can you clearly articulate that? And can you remember that when the how of marketing a book becomes overwhelming or tedious or long-term? Uh, one of the things I tell them is marketing is a marathon, not a sprint. And so you need to be able to have the mindset of this is why I'm doing this. This is the purpose I have. This is the passion I have. This is the impact I can make on the world. And I'm going to hold on to that why, no matter how difficult the how gets. And if we can reframe that from the beginning, then the rest of the project I wouldn't say that everything goes smoothly. That's just not reality, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, marketing and launching and product and book promotion. I mean, it's an up and down um, battle sometimes. But if you can hold on to that why, the how becomes less important. Um, the second thing I would say is the definition of success, right? Uh, most authors would say, well, gosh, isn't it to sell books? Well, sure, sure. You have demands to meet for a publisher if you're under a book contract. Not so much the case with a self-published book. But at the same time, that it also can become the thing you focus on too much. Did I sell this number of books where you miss all the small steps and impact that you made along the way to selling that one or 10 or 20 books? Because remember, my goal is to help authors stay in their ministry or their business for the long haul right? So sales numbers are helpful, but at the same time, we need to pay attention to the perseverance required, you know, to the resilience required and to being able to adapt to constant change because marketing, social media, digital marketing, it is a constant changing scenario that you have to learn to adapt to and grow with, right? So I just think, you know, that mindset behind why you're writing the book and what your measure of success is, is really important. Uh, the final thing is fear of rejection. It's very vulnerable to write a book, no matter what your topic is, whether it's a personal inspirational memoir, whether it's uh, just action steps or how to, or even an academic or educational type book, that author is pouring their heart and soul into that. And there's a little bit of a battle between how are people going to receive this? Are they going to trust me? Is this going to impact people the way I want to? Is anybody even going to notice, right? Is anybody going to care? I think we all go through that whenever we're doing anything we love and care about, right? So in my experience, those three things are the most common obstacles. Everything else is overcomable once you have that set right. That is so good. As I say, I wish I knew her when I published my book 2012. And uh, I so can relate uh, what she just said. I remember the first time um, the book box arrived. Mm -hmm. um, and my family, they are also excited. And my kids, mom, books are here. And my husband said, hey, honey, books are here. But only me, I was staring at box. And mm -hmm. I think I did not open that box for a whole week. <laughs> because all of a sudden I realized 
oh, I feel so naked out there. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. the rest of the world? They all know who I am, especially because it's a personal story. It's yeah. a personal face story. So I'm like, I don't know them. I don't know what they think. Maybe they yeah. think I'm a crazy person, you know? So exactly all that, all that, that what, uh, what uh, Lindsay just, just mentioned. And, uh, um, but in the end of the day, that I just have to circle back and say, well, number one, God asked me to write that book. Number two, that after you start to read the, the testimonial in the Amazon, you know, then no matter it's one or two or whatever, and then you start to see people saying the cheesy way I thought they say, you changed my life. You know, he's like, I couldn't believe that somebody would write that about my book. And that's right. where really shift the focus of what Lindsay say, what on earth you want to write that book from the very beginning, the, 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 the why, the inside out approach. Right. Yeah. 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 So Lindsay, what would you say though? Uh, I love why you mentioned that marketing, you know, is a forever changing game, right? I mean, yeah. the only thing we can guarantee it's always change is for sure. You know? yeah. And so what would you say, what are the three to five key components when you come to promote our books? Absolutely. We just kind of talked about the first component, which I call preparation. And for me, it's very much a mental, um, sometimes spiritual, emotional mindset shift, right? From one point to another. And I feel like it's very important that you start any project or campaign with that type of process, whatever that looks like for you. Um, the other three that I usually go through are a little more practical and tactical, right? So the other part of marketing is the part that I think tends to lead to that overwhelm. Marketing is about data. You have to be able to understand what your audience is for the book, although sometimes there are multiple audiences, which we can talk about a little bit more (laughs) later. Um, You have to understand what those audiences are looking for in their lives that fall in your area of expertise. And then you have to defer to the data. Where are they? Where are they online? Where are they offline? And then how do you as the author get your message in front of that specific audience? So that's where we fall into what we call project planning. And I mentioned in my corporate days, I worked in project management and marketing. And so part of project management was sitting down and assessing who is our audience? Where are they? What do they need? And how do we get in front of them? And then the next part of that was, what are the risks to this plan? You know, what are the opportunities of growth that we have? How do we find people um, to help connect us to those audiences, right? And so when you do preparation and planning first, then you move on into what most authors start with. Oh, I have to grow my platform, right? (laughs) I have to, I have to find an audience. Um, I have to figure out a way to get people to buy the book. And oh my gosh, I have to sell this book. Like I'm just a writer. I just want to (laughs) write. Right. But if you do the preparation and planning, it kind of gives you a lane to follow so that you can learn how to adequately discard marketing tactics or strategies that don't align with your why, your measurement of success, the impact you're trying to make, the audience you're trying to reach. And all of those things also inform what we call your partners your peers, your influencers that are going to come alongside and share the book with you. Well, you're not going to know who the appropriate partners are if you haven't done all of that work first. It's also going to be easier to get those people to say yes, if you've done your homework, right? And if you know your book is actually aligned with their message in a way that will change their readers' lives. Instead of just emailing 
one thing I see often is give me your dream list, your dream list of 25 people that it'd be amazing if they would share your book. But then people do that. And maybe two of them actually align with all those things. Right. So the mistake made is they email their dream list without thinking about that person, that person's audience. You're just thinking about yourself because that's what you're taught to do. This person could help me. Right. My whole process is that's not really the appropriate way to do that. That's not how we would handle relationships in real life. <laughs> so we shouldn't do that, you know, in online life. So it's really doing the homework to find the right people um, that are aligned with your message, your heart, um, and your audience and find ways to serve one another. Uh, the final thing actually has to do with promotion. That's actually the last part <laughs> of a marketing campaign. I always see them start with this and they haven't done any of the other items. And that means that it's going to be hit or miss whether you have um, a measure of success, um, a measure of peace about your launch. Um, and you're gonna, it's going to be very hard to have results because you don't have any of your plan or your data or your people to measure if what you're doing is actually helping your book reach more people. That is so good. So actually, that link to the question I want to ask, kind of combine what we just said. Sure. So I, I'm sure now the listeners or later on people watch this in YouTube, they're going to think, okay, so now it sounds each part all very good. So mm -hmm. if we're going to kind of put them in a process like timeline thing, right? So yeah. actually what should go first? It sounds like it's just like what you mentioned about the dream list, right? We heard so often. And myself mm -hmm. that are often also sometimes out of blue, I got an email from somebody. I don't know that person. And then they just say, Oh, Kelly, you know, I like to come to your Christian CEO podcast because I have a book to come out. And I was like, why should I let you come on the podcast and talk about your book? I even don't know you. And I also don't know what, what your, what your book is about. So yeah. can you kind of, if we, I know, of course, uh, they are based on all different kinds of circumstances and factors, but let's say in the ideal scenario, Right. Let's say I knew I need to write a book, especially a nonfiction book. Let's say I'm going to write some, some book, uh, a book about Christian, um, entrepreneurship type of the book. Right. So what would, can you give us a kind of flow of what would be the ideal step combined with what we just said? Yeah, absolutely. The first thing I would say is whether if you're in a traditionally published situation, uh, you would have already written a book proposal. A book proposal is basically what I like to call an audience and marketing brief in layman's terms. You're basically proving to the, to the publisher that you know that data that we talked about, right? Your audience, mm -hmm. the impact, where they are, how you're going to connect with them, the people that can support you, and a tentative plan for promotion, right? Um, when I have authors come to me early enough, we also try to add in the marketing section, what they're actually doing to grow that audience in data and numbers, not I'm going to do this or I'm planning <laughs> on doing this, but this is what I've done. I've done this webinar. It had this type of results. I've done this lead magnet. It showed this percentage growth because what the publishers want to know is that you have some understanding of how important marketing is. And also you need to go into it knowing that marketing really falls on you. The publisher supports you in different ways, but it's your job to find an audience and sell to them. So if you're self-publishing, I always recommend authors do a book proposal. It's not going to be sent anywhere, but it forces you to take a step back and do this work so that you can plan effectively. The second thing I would say is start before you think you need to. 
in terms of the preparation and the planning and the networking part of people, right? So as soon as you know you're writing a book, you really should be, who is my audience? Where are they? How can I connect with them? from a market research perspective and a building relationship perspective. I personally am in several author communities for aspiring and, and, and brand new authors, right? And I don't go in there to get clients. That's not my purpose in those groups. I go in to serve those groups. I go in to answer questions and to encourage them. And some become my clients because they look for me and some don't, and that's fine. But what it does for me is it gets me right in the middle of the type of client I'm trying to reach, right? So I start seeing their questions, their fears, their thoughts, their obstacles, and then I can turn around and create content, exactly what they're saying they need. It's the same process with the author. You know, you need to be able to do that market research and connect with your readers so that you can make the book for them. Uh, And that's kind of goes to mindset too. You need to remember that while you're writing the book and it's vulnerable, the book is actually for your readers. Period. (laughs) Right? Sorry, it's not for you. (laughs) You need to be able to take your message and your skill set and your experiences and your heart and and pour it outwards to those readers so they can be empowered and equipped to move forward in life and transformation and healing and faith, whatever your message is. And so you have to have the mindset that this networking isn't about you besides the data. You're collecting the data so that you can serve them better. And then that also leads to partnerships. I mean, you and I are in a couple of mastermind type groups together. We know each other through other online um, entrepreneur communities. And both of us have pursued relationships in those communities for years before we ever asked for anything from anybody in that community. In fact, most people come to me first before I ask them something right? And so it's just the nature of knowing that while you're writing your book, you need to be doing market research and honing it for your audience. You need to make it sellable and marketable to that audience, not just your story, but people need to be able to pick up on how that book's going to transform them. And then you also need to be building these relationships because by the time your planning and promotion comes around, if you've already invested in that time genuinely and from a service servant's heart, it won't be that hard for people to say yes to you to help you. You won't be alone in that marketing journey. That is super, super good. I think I can, I already see like so many Instagram posts, like, like from point one to point 10. You know? Yeah. It's a really, actually, I want to say, I feel like Holy Spirit just mentioned this. While nowadays, it's almost like a microwave style, yeah. that quick that we can publish your book. But that doesn't mean that you can use the same style over communication and try to promote mm. your book. Because mm. I don't know, uh, when people, I don't quite, I feel uh, always a bit icky when people say, oh, your book is your business card. Mm. I know, you know, I understand when it comes to marketing point, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a marketing strategist. I understand that part, but I always feel it to be, mm, because for me, if a message I'm putting a book, it's very it's sacred for me. It, it no matter that's a nonfiction book or it's your personal me- uh, memoir, it's it's a uh, it's a whole lot more than just a, a you know a, a business card. It, it, it it's a 
really it's the connection between you know the between you and the readers, right? Yeah. Um, so you cannot have that mindset of okay, you can upload a PDF file to Amazon and then you can like publish it, you know, in, in a couple of days, but that is not how then you can expect that you have you, you can communicate that way as well. Especially the more the world now we evolve, you know, after the this the this episode come out is still 2021, you know, we are still barely still everybody battling with the COVID situation. I think human interaction is more and more important um, yeah. when you come to the market. Don't you agree? Yeah. And I honestly think, again, I'm big into reframing in case you can't tell. But, you know, I think the purpose of business cards years ago was, hey, I I want to connect with you further. Right. And just like digital marketing and social media has changed the landscape of marketing. I mean, I, I was in marketing before social media was a thing, not to age myself too much. But, you know, our only point of contact with customers was where they were consuming marketing material, seeing print advertising or um, television advertising. And I think at the end of the day, social media has allowed us to have a, a closer touch point with one another as humans, which is an amazing thing. But the transactional nature of marketing, I think is what is off-putting to a lot of authors because sometimes they're taught, well, you need to have a business card for your business, which automatically makes me think, oh, they're just trying to make money from me. But that's not true. They're really just trying to build their business. Well, sometimes it's true, unfortunately. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, you need to look at it as a point of connection. So while I don't technically agree with the, my book is a business card concept, I do understand the notion behind trying to connect with people. What I want people listening to think through is move from transactional activities to relational activities. So I actually don't take business cards anywhere at all. Um, if someone asks me for a business card, I'll say, oh, I left them at home because I actually do have them and I do leave them at home and I never think about them. But that's because I'm a relational person. So I'll say, what's your email? I'm going to email you right now so we can connect. And I do it. Or send me a message on Instagram and, and ask me whatever question I didn't have time to answer. I'll respond to you. That's my business card. And in a lot of ways, the book can serve that same purpose. It's opening a door to a relationship, which sure, it could lead to money or income or expanding your business or ministry. But again, that's kind of secondary to why did you write the book? You wrote the book to connect and change someone's life. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, it, it sometimes we just kind of forget about this. It's funny when we are the reader, we think differently when we are authors. Yeah. Right? Is that is that like we are we also think differently when we are in the as a consumer, the moment when we are marketers. Sometimes we forget about the other side, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. how we think. And I and granted, yeah, there are a lot of uh, stuff teaching online. It's is that way. It's it, it's yeah. not it's not a very sincere way and uh, and that's really pity. Um yeah, Lindsay, you want to say something? Well, I was going to say, I, I have a, a sticky note on my computer that says, what I get to do is an honor and privilege, mm. right? That's my way of reminding myself every day that I have a gift that I've been given and I need to use it 
well. And that carries over into how I represent or show up for authors who are my clients and authors who are right because of that driving passion of why uh i i my life was changed by a book in a bookstore no joke i walked into a bookstore picked up a book flipped it open and thought huh that is me and i can grow and i can change and i'm not shaming myself i was just at a very difficult point in my life and the book in this three paragraphs showed me gosh life can be different And it's literally the trajectory point of me leaving my job and everything that's happened after, including starting my business, raising my kids, and honestly, impacting thousands of people through the books I represent, right? So I think that you need to remember um, always that why. The other sticky note I have, I actually laugh at it. Maybe you all will find it funny. And I put readers just want to know what's in it for me. Now, that doesn't mean that they're negative, self-focused people, but that's really what a reader is. What is in this book for me, for what I'm going through, from what I'm experienced, for where I need help? That's your job as an author, is to show them what's in it for them, and then to bless them with your experience to help them move forward in their life. That's exactly what that one author did for me years ago, which, by the way, she knows, because I told her I worked for her for years. I let her know your book changed my life and here I am, right? So you've got to remember, like I kind of joke around with my authors. I'm actually like your ideal reader, right? (laughs) I actually read books from a perspective of, gosh, what is this teaching me? And I think it makes me a better marketer. Mm. But I, but I also think from the, the literal marketing versus author side, the author needs to remember what's in it for the author and how can I serve them? Yeah, well, that's so good. But that's so true that what readers are thinking, what is in for me? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you guys just have to think of the last book, how you pick up that book, right? Mm-hmm. Either it's online or in the offline bookstore. You know, for me, it's just a today, for example, I was working in the gym and then I heard somebody, uh, a podcast and refer a book called From Startup to Grown Up. And because I'm in the process of setting up new company, so I thought, ooh, that sounds great, right? Yeah. So exactly, I'm totally in that mindset of what is that in for me? And therefore, I right away went to Amazon.com and ordered the book. Yeah. So and on- sometimes we just have to flip, flip the position. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, if, if you want to make marketing really easy as an author, you just need to put that sticky note on your computer. <laughs> I I mean, just think about every piece of content, every interview, every uh, speaking event, every relationship that you build, it's really approaching it from an act of service and investing in that relationship, whether it's a peer, a partner, or your reader. And so I think, uh, you know, I have authors across the range of what the world would call success, right? I have authors, I have two recently that have sold over 10,000 books in a launch, right? I also have a couple of authors who sold maybe a thousand. All of those are successes, right? Because I, I actually saw this online. I think it's like a meme or something like that. So I'm not taking any credit for this, but I thought that is perfect. Uh, they were telling the author, oh, you, you have a hundred subscribers. Well, go imagine what a hundred people in a room is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it was like a picture of here's a hundred people. Here's a thousand people. Here's 5,000 people. And I think in this online world, we lose sight of the impact and the reach because we're, we're so inordinately focused on sales, 
right? So that's all I wanted to say is just kind of keep in mind that there's a ripple effect going on with your books. Look at me. One book changed my life. It obviously changed my family, right? Um, It's healed a lot of generational trauma. It's made me a better wife, mother, and friend. And I started a business where I've helped hundreds of authors who've impacted thousands of readers so they can do the same in their life, right? So that's why I'm saying it's important, especially with books, because the written word is a conduit. It is something that is approachable and something that honestly is not as scary sometimes as a conversation. Or if you're a a person of faith, you know, trying to talk to someone who maybe isn't there yet, handing them a Bible is not always the right segue there. You have to show your life. You have to show your transformation and you have to show how God has infused them into your life. And I find books to be a very great medium to do that, to plant seeds of faith and to water seeds of faith. Well, totally agree. You know, (laughs) my book, um, a little girl called Grace, and that precisely is serve that purpose. You know, Mm -hmm. people may not read a book, may not read Bible, may not go into church, but somehow they got into my book. And uh, I I literally have the um, scenario that after all the stage speaking and somebody got hung on my book and uh, actually it's a gay couple. And then uh, they were, they say they were very touched about, about the message. Yeah. And then I I done my part, right? Because that is meaning I still wear that message and then I give it to people's hands, right? Yeah. The rest is between them and God. Yeah. And to be clear, my goal is not to convert people to Christianity. Yeah, exactly. My goal is, my goal is not to tell people, oh, you have to believe this, this, and this about God. My goal is simply to share the transformation that has happened in my life because of God and to continue to share just the hope and the hardships and the heartaches and the struggle and the process that I've been through on my journey again, to plant and water seeds of faith, but it's not my job to reap the harvest, right? Like you said, that's between those people and, and their personal journey. And it's funny looking back, um, I, I didn't mention this, but in 2007, 2008 was the start of our journey to a life of faith. We actually weren't believers before this, this um, time in our life. And when I look f- backwards before that time period, there were very many people planting and watering seeds of faith in my life. Mm. And I absorbed it, didn't really think much of it. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, but all of those moments kind of collided, you know, in my thirties to go, Oh my gosh, like God has always been present. And for me to say that with the very difficult experiences I've had in my life, very difficult is amazing to be able to see God in some really tragic things. Um, and he's been aligning me towards this. And that's what my business has been about is being, is trying to be obedient and trying to pay forward the gift I've been given um, and trying to do it in a way where people can decide for themselves, right? Yeah. I, I'm just here to be a living example of light and a lot of darkness. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of, uh, I always say a lot of people, they, our life is the only Bible they are reading. Yeah. So, so please be like light. Yeah. Well, as you guys can see, I can just check with this lady another three hours and we will be still here, <laughs> but then you guys won't be happy. So I also really want you guys to, uh, I know many of you that you are the subject matter expert and you would mm-hmm. like to publish your book. 
So I will really like you to connect with Lindsay. You know, um, you know, she obviously had her agency, but she also has some exciting thing, come new thing coming up in the new year. I don't know what she wants to share now or not, but I just got to lead to her. So Lindsay, where people can find you? If they well, want to end with you. Yeah, my website is heartsagency.com, which I know Kelly will share with you. Uh, and I have adored running my agency, um, but it, I also have to be obedient to what's next for me and how I'm being led into greater impact and purpose. Uh, so what's happening in the new year is the done for you aspect of my agency will be shut down. Uh, I will only be doing consulting for those that want launch support. And then I am starting a program called Ignite Your Book Marketing. Uh, you can find it at igniteyourbookmarketing.com. There's a wait list and a brief description. Uh, and that is where I'm going to get to pour into authors longer term, not just for their book launch, but for the full author cycle of marketing. Uh, a lot of my authors, like I, they come and go, you know, between six and eight months because they're trying to launch a book. But what I'm trying to do is increase their impact, which means I need to stay with them longer and give them more one-on-one -on -one support and also bring in some of my friends who are very, very gifted and, and full of expert secrets at things like social media and launch teams and content creation. So we're really excited about that program, but I needed to free up my personal time to invest in the you know, 50 to 80 authors that we hope to have in that program next year. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's exciting. But for right now, you can go to heartsagency.com and connect with me. Uh, my favorite social media platform is Instagram, which is linked on my website. So feel free to connect with me and send me any questions and I will answer you. That's awesome. Yeah, I love her Instagram feed. So yeah. go follow her. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh, we cannot wait to see what is a new year. I think I just love what you say about that program because I think yeah. for authors, um, yeah, a couple months in and out, it's, it's really a little bit short for, especially yeah. we always say, you know, you want to really steward that message well. I'm not just yeah. talking about selling books, right? It's, it's interesting when you can steward your message well, guess what? Your book sales will go up. For me, yeah. that's, that, for me, that's kind of byproduct. Um, and that's, that's basically how kingdom work. You know, it's our job is be the good steward of that message and the rest, it will fall into place. Absolutely. So Lindsay, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. And uh, we, I cannot wait to chat with you again. Same here. Thanks for the opportunity. You are so welcome. How did you enjoy the episode? Did you take a lot of notes that I did? Well, for more of this kind of episode, please do consider subscribe to Christian CEO podcast. And just a reminder, this episode is sponsored by Power of One Framework. It's a Christ-centered, result-driven, and high-accountability coaching program for Christian expert coaches and consultants that you are ready to take your business to the six-figure level in the next 10 months with 3,000 and more flagship offer. If you are interested, go to powerofoneframework.com forward slash masterclass. I will see you in the next episode. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment? Just drop a review on Apple Podcast. It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellyballer.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. 
and you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com.